Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Skull Vikes with Cole and Mike podcast. I'm Cole. And I'm Mike. And we're your hosts of this show. And as always, um, thank you for tuning in. So the Vikings lose their home opener 20-17 um, to 17 against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and fall to 0-1 to start the season. So um, we'll go ahead and break that game down in a bit here. But, you know... I kind of wanted to talk about some of these some of these other games, and specifically, um, Mike. I got to ask you: Did you watch the Jets and Bills game last night? I did. I did. And kind of, kind of, just a crazy game, huh? Like just a roller coaster of emotions. What, what did you kind of think? You know, it was really a tragedy for everybody involved. Not gonna lie, um, yeah. Jets lose Aaron Rodgers after you know, literally spending their entire off season um, just trying to trying to get him on this roster. He only plays four snaps out for the year. And then for the Packers, um, at basically losing a number one pick because of that trade because Rodgers won't play 60% of the snaps. And then the Bills, who had really high expectations going to the year, get cooked by <laughs> Zach Wilson. Like, everybody yeah. involved. It's just, I'm glad I'm not in the AFC. Yeah. Well, it was just so crazy that like that stadium was so hyped and like when he ran out on the field pregame and it was just like, boom, punch to the stomach when he got hurt. And I believe it is official that it's an Achilles tear and or a torn Achilles and that he's out for this season. So just crazy that like I never thought that would happen that quick, but. It was literally like one drive, four snaps, but, you know, wishing Rodgers a helpful recovery. I mean, even as a Vikings fan, like, you know, you never want to see that happen, you know, especially with so much hype around it too. But, um, you know, some other things about the game, we saw another matchup between the Cook brothers. What did you think about Dalvin in the Jets uniform? Um, You know, <laughs> It's it's a little bit different, but but honestly, like, you know, I'm not even really worried about the AFC right now. Like, um, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, I, let's get let's get focused on the Vikings. Here, man. <laughs> we we are a Vikings podcast. You're yeah. just trying to bury it, but we just need to we just need to pull out this band aid, Cole. Let's just let's just talk about this. Let's just talk loss. about this this Vikings game. Well. You know, tough, tough loss here. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start with my thoughts, Mike. Um, and I'm gonna start in kind of a unique way here, but I'm gonna tie it all together, and I think you're gonna like it. All right, so yeah. I'm gonna start off talking about this game with um, a quote from the great Mike Tyson. All right, all right, a little boxing analogy here. It says, "Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth." And I really feel like you can apply that quote to the Vikings performance, especially the offensive line. And, you know, again, with the whole boxing thing, right? Um, you can hit the heavy bag, you can spar in the gym, but it's different when it's a real fight under the lights in front of everybody. And I just feel like that's what happened to the Vikings week one. Um, you know, you can say training camp gets you prepared, but to be honest, the starters went months without live action. I mean, it was, what, since the Giants playoff game? <laughs> yep. And, 
you know, these starters don't get any preseason reps. And, you know, it showed on the first couple of drives, like um, penalties, just mental errors. Um, you got um, Ed Ingram hitting the ball out of Kirk's hands. Um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of my thoughts. What, what did you think about kind of the offensive side of things? Or just the game in general, too. Okay, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with uh, two positives and a negative from this okay. game. And I know oh, a lot yeah. of people are saying like, Mike, where are you going with this? The Bucks mm-hmm. beat us week one. We were supposed to beat the Bucks, but hear me out. First big positive I would say was our defense. Um, yeah, I I knew coming into this game that. Um, this would be the first time that our defense would really be battle-tested without all of the veterans we were used to from last year. And a lot of people had pretty low expectations coming in this year, especially for secondary. Um, now that we didn't have T-Pad anymore and Duke Shelley and some of these guys that we were used to. And mm-hmm. um, just to go out there and really, like, I mean, because you had that one fumble or turnover. I'm, I'm going to say the defense only gave up two touchdowns that entire game. And um, to me, that's a huge positive. I mean, one touchdown a half, if you would go to last year's team and say, (laughs) hey, defense, can you just give up 14 points the entire game? Like, that would be the best thing ever, right? Yeah. So that's my first positive. My second positive is going to be, um, I do think we spread the ball really well. Um, I like to see how we got Jordan Addison involved right away with that big play touchdown. Jay Jets had a ton of yards that game, but it wasn't just on him. Um, we got even some of our backup tight ends involved. Like I just felt that we really like got a rhythm going on the offense, and it was just those mistakes that really killed us. And that goes into my negative is I think that this team – like any other Vikings team you talk about tends to fold in big moments. Mm. And my biggest concern with this team is, you know, this was a winnable game and I get that there's high expectations and you haven't had many reps in the off season, but it's only going to get harder or schedule. That's, that's the mm. biggest negative is you got six up to seven primetime games this year. You've got us stack schedule not only with um you know the nfc north which is looking a little bit better i i know the packers didn't play great but they look solid lines beat the chiefs and then you you've got you know these afc opponents that are no joke um we got the chiefs defending chiefs bank the chiefs and Bengals, which was the afc championship like yeah this is this is gonna be a tough road to win the nfc north so um yes i think this team honestly i think overall i think this team um is gonna sound kind of odd but i'm gonna say they looked better than i thought just looking at how well our defense played and how well we spread the ball but you take like you pointed out those mental errors like you just can't afford to have those in the nfl like you just can't like most games are determined by a play or two like that and when you have three of those in one game, like that's just not going to cut it. Yep. What? Let alone two of them in the first quarter. <laughs> I mean, yep. Um, 
But yeah, I I thought you broke that down really well. I also thought defensively, um, I thought we played really well. Like, um, Caleb Evans, uh, Makai Blackman, like these young corners did a great job. And I thought Josh Metellus also did really well too. Um, made a lot of good plays. And your your guy, Harrison Phillips, um, even had a good game. I don't know if you saw, he had a tackle for loss there and a tipped pass that kind of forced like a third and long um, for the Bucks. So, um, but really, I just think it comes down to two things. Obviously, turnovers killed us, but it just was so frustrating for me watching it because our offense could not pick up the blitz packages. Um, not at all. You, uh, like I said last podcast, right? Look out for Antoine Winfield Jr. Boom. Second or third drive of the game. He comes off the edge unblocked. Blast Kirk strap, um, strip sack, fumble, turnover. Like, it, we just – we didn't do a good job of communicating. And it was like two two offensive linemen were double-teaming one guy and then leaving a guy unblocked. It was just – that was really frustrating for me to watch. And, and Cole, I know uh, I kind of cut you off. You kind of wanted to talk about Delvin Cook um, before we ended this yes. for the episode. And um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring that up. Um, I think I know what you're going to say, but say it is, to the listeners out there. We are going to miss the run-blocking ability of Dalvin Cook, 100%. Yep. Um. I think Alexander Madison, yeah, he can improve, but I mean, you literally have a guy assigned, and these aren't like these aren't like defensive tackles that are coming out. These are just like you know corners and safeties off the edge that Mm -hmm. you can't even slow them down. Like you, you need to be able to at least give a second or two um, on a blitz to to give them time, but but he just missed blocks like well wasn't there like i don't like sorry to cut you off the last year you know dalvin gave us so many like extra seconds in the pocket by picking up blitz he was a great pass blocker where madison can do a lot of the same things that cook can but that's one thing i think he's really gonna have to improve on and i don't know if it's just a knack for knowing when to block or if it's some pre-snap stuff, but that was, I could definitely see the difference. Yeah. And I would say too, like, you know, again, it's the same thing that happened last year where, you know, you got our starting center gets injured. Backup <laughs> comes in uh, and all of a sudden what's going on, <laughs> you know? And gosh, that was probably more an Ed Ingram, but I, I still think that, this offensive line is good, but when somebody gets taken out, like we really struggle. And the other thing, um, one more thing about um, just the struggles we had with pressures on Kirk. And I know some of the analysts on the NFL is talking about it. I also listened to Ben Lieber a little bit who talked about it is Vikings really struggle from the gun. Like when we got Mm -hmm. like a, like a eye set or like a single back, like Mm -hmm. we generally do pretty well, but when you got Kirk, in an empty backfield or even in a gun with Madison to his side, like we struggle because we just don't know how to defend the rush. And um, it's just, it's just a hard thing. So I think maybe running the ball a little bit more would help us with that too. Cause you know, play action worked well, our first set, but like they're not going to bite on the run unless you actually start running it, you know? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and I mean, we, <laughs> I think we only gave Madison like 11 carries, and I think he had like 39 yards. Um, so run game was pretty bad. Um, and I mean, give give you got to give some credit to Tampa as well. Like, they have a good defense. Like, they have that big nose tackle in the middle, Vita Vea, who made some plays. They they're um, I think is White, um, the middle linebacker for the. I can't think of his first name, but he did really well. And then obviously they got some good corners and safeties. But yeah, we and I'll kind of get into that later. I think running the ball against Philadelphia is going to be really important. Um, but yeah, is there anything you kind of want to add about that? I don't know. Game? Like overall, that game was just like. I just had a weird feeling watching it the entire time. I don't know if you got that vibe, but, like, it was just, like, just the flow of that game and, like, the weird turnovers and, like, it it didn't seem like either of those teams played. It just seemed like sloppy football from both sides, I would say. Yeah, and, you know, the commentator, like, pointed it out. He's like, you know, when these starters first game, like, first couple drives, you're going to see – mental stuff, you know, guys not um, going in motion correctly or forgetting the plays, whatever. I think it's kind of a cross league. I mean, really, <laughs> like the Bengals played terrible. I don't know if you saw that. I think Burrow yeah. threw for like 80 yards. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of these star players like just did not have a good week one. It was kind of just a weird week one across the board. Like, <laughs> yep. Yeah, but, you know, kind of talking about some other NFC matchups here, as you mentioned, you know, Lions beating the defending Super Bowl champs. Uh, they picked up, picked up where they left off last season and Packers beat the Bears 38 to 20. Kind of a big win for Green Bay to go into their uh, soldier field and dominate the way they yeah. did. And I didn't watch the game live, but watching the highlights, I mean, Jordan Love definitely looked good. Um, his pocket presence and his mobility. I mean, um, yeah, it's only one week, so we'll have to see. Yeah, but um, through week one. Oh, go ahead. I would say too. Um, I think one of the biggest game, my biggest game that I saw was um the Cowboys absolutely smoking the Giants. Um, I just thought that was interesting. (laughs) But um, forty donut. Yeah. Yo. So. Yeah, so through through one week, um, we got the Lions at one and zero, Packers at one and zero, Vikings zero and one, Bears zero and one. So, you know, sounds like the Lions might be pretty dominant as I kind of expected, but it's early. We got a lot of games left. Yep, and here's the thing too: like it's one game. They didn't have Travis Kelsey, like. I'm not going to go as far as to say, oh, the Lions got the NFC North unlock. We've got plenty of football left. So, yep. Yep. So, um, kind of switching gears here. The Vikings have a very quick turnaround um, and play the Eagles Thursday night in Philly. So, obviously, the Eagles are a dominant team. Mike, how do you kind of see this one playing out? Okay, here's, here's my strategy for the Vikes. It's the stop, drop, and roll. All right? Our team's kind of on fire right now. We lost to a team we're supposed to lose. And, you know, a lot of times in crisis, like, 
you know, you, you panic, you panic. That's what happens. You, you, you don't know what to do. Like everything's going wrong. Here's what I think the Vikings need to do. We just need to stop, take our breath, understand that we probably are going to drop this game, but we're going <laughs> to breathe, just play to the best of our ability and then roll the punches and roll into week three where we have a winnable game. And um, yeah, we probably will end up 0-2, but I think um, the the thing that I, I hope to see is a, a calm and collective Vikings offense that mm. gets beat out by the best defense in the NFL. That's what I want to mm. see. I want to see, I'm expecting an Eagles win. I'm going to give it a 28-17 Eagles victory, but even with that type of loss, I'm okay with as long as we don't go in like we did last year where we just completely, like, don't know what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would pretty much agree with what you said. Um, I will say this, though. Um, you know, some some may say, oh, crap. Kind of like what you were saying. You know, we lost week one at home. Now we got to go play this Super Bowl runner-ups. But – kind of relating to your stop, drop, and roll thing. I view this as a great opportunity for the Vikings. And let me tell you why. A couple of reasons here. So it's a great way to put the week one loss behind us and bounce back with a win. You know, like just bury it. What happened, happened. Like, move on. And when you play on a Thursday, your time to break down what happened on Sunday, this game is limited. So Mm -hmm. you have to prepare – and I think that's actually good for the Vikings because it's like there's no need to just sit there and say, okay, we didn't play our best on Sunday. Like, let's Actually, um, and ready you know what? For... now that you bring that up, I remember the exact same thing happened last year when – remember when we lost to the Cowboys like by like 40 after we had that yeah. winning streak? And then I think that next game we had the Patriots prime time that's on right. Thanksgiving. Yep. And, and we played really well that game, so – yeah. And, you know, we, we, another thing is we saw what happened when we played the Eagles last year. And I think Kevin O'Connell, the Vikings staff and players, we can really use that game last year's motivation to, you know, remind ourselves, like, we're not going to let that happen again. Um, because that wasn't the true Vikings. Like, we oh. went in there and we just flopped so i i also got some breaking news on the eagles um you can you might want to check to confirm this but i i saw something that darius slay will not be playing which is one of their really so um, wow looking looking for a big game from jordan addison again wow um yeah how about jordan addison like i didn't really expect him to get a touchdown like first game and that was a beautiful ball by Kirk. And, uh, I, I think I think we definitely are going to be happy we draft him. Like, yeah. So. For sure. Um, so, yeah, thinking about kind of this game ahead, what I would like to see from the Vikings is just make things as uncomfortable for Jalen Hurts as possible. And last year, if you remember, Mike, um, we talked about this in our recap of the Eagles game last year, but. The, the Ed Donatel Vikings defense, um, we had this weird mindset that, you know, oh, Hurts is a mobile quarterback. Let's just only rush four guys and make 
make him beat us with his arm. And we saw what happened when we do that. Like, the dude can throw the ball. <laughs> we can't do mm-hmm. that again. So, I think we should disguise the blitz and just pressure him more than we did last time. And, you know, offensively, if, if Darius Slay isn't playing, that's definitely going to help us because the dude had a 70-yard pick six last game. And, you know, he's definitely one of those guys to look out for. But I would really like to see us get the run game going better. Um, we only had, yeah, 41 combined rushing yards last week. Um and, you know, give Madison some more carries. And I would also like to see some C.J. Ham carries even. Like, you know, we threw it to him a couple of times, but I'd like to see, you know, a little fullback dive, you know, just something with C.J. Like, that looked good. So, run, run the ball well, limit turnovers, and make it tough for Hurts, and we can win. Now, I don't think we're going to win, but <laughs> um, let's kind of get into that. Do you have – um, any hot takes that's going to happen from this game? I know you said, what, 28-17? 28-17, I think. Um, here's the thing. Jalen Hurts didn't have a really great game. I don't know if you saw the – like, they played pretty, pretty good in the first half, but the Patriots almost beat them week one. Yeah. Um, Probably because Tom Brady was there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think uh, – at home, it's going to be a tough environment. I, I would like to see um, – the other interesting thing about this game is um, – or the Eagles in general is um, if you remember watching the Super Bowl, I just remember they had those plays where um, they could kind of just push the quarterback from behind and get all those first downs, and, like, Jalen Hurts would just run a lot more. Yeah. Um, I think also just Jalen Hurts, like – I'm I'm hoping to limit the amount of rushing yards he has this game. That's that's kind of my biggest thing. Um, is mm-hmm. I hope that you know let's let's keep let's keep Jalen under 50 yards rushing. That's yeah. I think that's a good goal. I also think, like you said, like I couldn't have honestly said it better if our offensive plan just run the ball a little bit more. Um, but yeah, yeah I, hot takes. Um. um Honestly, the only one I can really think of is I want like a seventy-yard bomb um, completion <laughs> by Kirk. I want like a I want like a fifty-yard pass to Addison or J Jets that turned mm-hmm. into a seventy a seventy-yard drive. Um, that's that's that would be nice. Okay, I like it. I'm gonna go. What I, w- I think Jay Jets is going to get in the end zone on Thursday. And I think we're finally going to see the new Grady. Because, <laughs> um, you know, I don't even think we threw it to him in the red zone last game. <laughs> um, we tried to force it to KJ on a slant and it got picked off. Um, you know, Jay Jets is a great red zone target. I mean, he's not Randy Moss, but give the i mean he had what 150 receiving yards but it was all just middle of the field you know backed up in our end zone like let's throw it to him in the red zone and then i will thinking he's gonna get a touchdown gritty time okay yeah. outside of the box way to win games did you What's see that? that hit jay jets had after oh, the interception yeah. 
Dude. <laughs> Put that um, man in the secondary. Let's yeah, bring it back he... to the high school days. Like... <laughs> Take one of these clowns in our secondary out and put J-Jets in there on both sides of the football. Be like uh, Travis Hunter on the Colorado Colorado Buffaloes or whatever. Dude, have you watched any college football at all? Um, Dude, Deion Sanders uh... is nice, bro. I've really enjoyed watching them. And it's cool to have another powerhouse like besides Alabama, Georgia – whatever like to see Colorado just like it's just dope I don't know yeah out of out of nowhere really they I'm telling you though like I've never seen like even with Nick Saban like I've never seen like every time like I'm watching the NFL or something I swear like 60% of college football ads are of like coach prime (laughs) like it's actually insane for how many college football teams there are let alone great players, one coach from a random team that hasn't been good in forever is just everywhere. I don't know. They're they're really legit, and I love Deion Sanders. Like his speeches are just they get me fired up. Like, and he's just he's, he's got a, a lot of he's a good coach. I gotta give him that. Do you do you know who's on his coaching staff too? I don't. Take a guess. He's a he's a former Minnesota Viking head coach. Really? Head coach? Um, gosh. What is it, like Leslie Frazier or something? Mike Zimmer. What? Look it up. Look it up. Mike Zimmer's on Colorado's staff? Yep. <laughs> no, I did not know that. Yeah. So, you know, you got the – I think I think Colorado's just doing the opposite of most teams where you got the – the head coach that's the drill sergeant and then the assistant coach that like tries to keep you calm and pat you on the back. I think Colorado's locker room, you know, you go to Dion when, when you're when you're having a hard time and then Mike Zimmer's just gonna get in your face. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Well now I gotta root for him a little harder, you know, because you got a former former coach there. So Yeah. All right. Well I'm going to finish this off by sharing my score prediction, which will be. Give us a win. Give us a win, Cole. Come on. I got to stick with my predictions. Originally. <sighs> um, See, I, I think us last game. <laughs> I think we can. Yeah, you got to stick. You got to stick with. Stick with your guns. Stick to your yep. guns. But I think uh, we can win, but. I think it'll be relatively close. Give me like 23 to 27 Eagles. Okay. I think that's fair. Um, so we'll have to see. Um, it's going to be interesting to see a primetime game and Kirk and see how we bounce back. But um, For sure. All right, guys. Well, that's going to be it for today's episode. Um, as always, make sure to check us out on our Instagram page at colemike.school. Check us out on um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. And um, thanks again for tuning in. And Skull Vikes. Skull Vikes.